coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School, sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15. Bam! Five. He'll score. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Good late afternoon. Jay Foreman, Austin Norman on the, on the ones and twos. DP is traveling. We are live in effect at 1040 O Street, 11th and O. If you want to be lazy, we are watching the snowflakes come down. So everybody be safe um, and do not be in a rush. Uh, we are old school. Uh, we are brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop. Two locations, 84th and Havelock, 30th and Yankee Hill. We have a lot going on. Obviously, uh, Husker basketball, both men's and women's, were, uh, were teed up last night. Ton of NFL news. Um, and then uh, we're obviously want you guys on the text line to blow us up. Hopefully you guys are safe so you guys aren't texting and driving, especially not right now, uh, with any questions or any thoughts. We appreciate that as much. And then I want to pick Austin's brain, that brain of his that uh, loves the NBA. And I want to ask him what team, what two teams need a big trade the most. And we'll, let's just say besides the Lakers. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, actually, who would who do you who would you like to see the Lakers get? Probably Austin. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll deal with that in the five o'clock hour. But uh, recap from last night: uh, the women's basketball team was a pretty you know dominant uh, performance. Uh, you know, up or upwards to twenty points. I uh, felt like it was a great performance for them um, after a disappointing loss. I, I would say controversial loss, considering the inconsistency uh, foul calls. Uh, in Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, and that's frustrating because you know I'd say they're, I think they're a tournament team, but to say you're a first four in, I don't even get in, I don't even know the difference, but first four in team, you don't want to lose a game that you don't have control of. Mm-hmm. That's what Minnesota was. So that could be as we were when we talk about the the men's basketball team, a little I call it the 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 you know the pour over effect, right? Well, they came back frustrated, went back to the lab. Michigan, even though they're not as good as they were, say, two or three years ago, mm-hmm. still a very good basketball team, well-coached, and, uh, you know, took them to the woodshed. And, um, you know, they played well. They played physical. The defense was good. Rebounding was good. I think the energy, you know, that they played with in consistency is what really helped them. And that and I like that like that because it's a different team where you have the inside-outside punch, Jazz Shelley, Markowski, um, but then you have different players stepping up as like the third option, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, the thing that I think the only thing that could hurt Nebraska is like one of the big two, like have a horrible game. I think they are, have created enough depth through practice, recruiting, development, and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and playing time this year. Um, that if they both are steady, Nebraska has a very good chance of winning. Considering, I think, ever since the Indiana game, which obviously, uh, I think Indiana played one of their best games of the year. And they're really good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like double whammy. You, double whammy. I think they've learned and recovered from that game better than I initially thought. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you put a lot of mental power into that game, you played hard, 
they were just hot and very good, could it affect you a week later? And we've seen them right, you know, as last night, they they played pretty well. They sure did. I mean, you win three of the four quarters and you tie the other one. Yeah. You dominate the first quarter, you're up 12-3, you win at 17-8. to That's a big deal, right? Yeah. You held Michigan to three points, like I think by the first media timeout. That, that means something. That's called setting the tone. Nebraska yeah. absolutely did that. Um, to, to maintain that margin, right? Not let Michigan get their feet under them and settle back into it in the second quarter. And then to win um, the second half in dominating fashion, right? right? You win the second half by 12 points. A- absolutely, absolutely huge, right? That's a big deal um, for this Nebraska team. That Jay, I don't really have any questions about in the regular season. Right. We know what Shelly Markowski are going to give you. Natalie Potts continues to work her way into that Big Ten Freshman of the Year conversation. Yeah. Uh, Double-double machine, right? I think you have essentially a second Markowski mm-hmm. now, which is huge. I have no questions about Nebraska as a regular season team, right? They'll win their fair share of Big Ten games. There are a couple teams that are better than them. But it's time for this team to get over the hump in the postseason, Yeah. right? I mean, Jazz Shelley, Alexis Markowski are good players but they haven't stepped up in the postseason when Nebraska's yeah. needed them. So to me, if I'm watching this team from a distance, I want to see what tweaks and adjustments they make to keep making Shelley and Markowski's lives easier, see which role players step up against which kind of teams, and then be able to bottle all that up when you go to, I believe it's Minneapolis for yeah. the Big Ten tournament and beyond. Yeah, you need that when it's money time. And I think a little bit, I think the emergence of pots, you know, will allow you to run a little bit of high-low action and uh, bring Markowski. Because Markowski, I, I mean, I've seen her play, obviously, in high school. And even when she was in, you know, playing for the um, Lincoln, I think their lasers or whatever, she, you know, she can shoot it. And what the reason why I say this is because it, it the emergence of pots, at least in my opinion, right? Obviously, Amy Williams does a great job. Is that if you could bring Markowski out, that's bringing a bigger body out right and so and she can get to the rack but then mm-hmm. it allows pots more freedom to keep continue to double double markowski can you know say you know 18 feet you know bust them up well then you could take jazz shelly off the ball you can run a little more high pick and rolls and stuff like that I think what a, what will allow in my opinion jazz shelly to really get going right and she's doing a good job assisting the ball so i like the, that the assist to turnover ratio is pretty good but then you can get her going downhill because she can shoot free throws really good. Mm-hmm. So that's another part to her game that is that will be able to travel. And what I mean by travel, Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament. So when you need to really stop a run or continue along a run, free throw line, layups. Then you got two bigs that can go high-low, mid-range, corner. I call it pocket corner. That allows everybody else to either drive and dive, kick, and then the defense intensity has been pretty good. So I think if they can kind of work towards that where they're trying to peak, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and where you're, you, you know what you can do now, right? So we can take that every single week, but then pick and choose times that where you can add little things in, in into it. So when you have to really put it on display, it's not like, oh, we just drew it up in the huddle, and then now we <laughs> got to go out here and try to execute it. You, you want to have both good and bad um, results, uh, obviously more good, obviously, when you're mm-hmm. trying it that you can go back on. So when you need it, you have the confidence from it and you've learned from it. The Jazz Shelley aspect of this is one I'm curious to watch too, because you're right. She's done a good job playing point guard, right? But in years previous, it's been, look at Jazz Shelley's range. Look how far she can shoot from. She can light it up from behind the arc. That's necessary. But I think Nebraska needs to always work to get her easier looks, right? More feet set rather than off the dribble. But I think we need, you know, 
at least one big scoring game out of Jazz Shelley per week, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think Jazz Shelley forgets how to score. No. But if she's going to be relied on as a scoring option later in the year, you can't just have her, you know, turn it on in those last couple weeks. Yeah. Because if she's not scoring now, as funny it's- as it sounds, the rest of the team forgets what it's like to play yeah. with a scoring Jazz Shelley, right? You need her to hunt her shot, I think, even a little more than she has recently. Now, don't force them, yeah. right? But if everyone else can play their role, get Jazz Shelley, you know, two or three more shots per game, they'll be rewarded with two or three more shots when defenses focus that attention on Jazz Shelley in right. crunch time, and it's someone else hitting that key layup. Yeah, I think Potts and Markowski do a really good job of rebounding. Jazz Shelley does a really good job as a rebounding guard. When you look at it right now, um, she took five shots, right? Four of them were for threes. If we could get to get her to eight shots, mm-hmm. those other three, um, two more two points shots, mm-hmm. and even if it's another three or vice versa, you took three threes and then you took five two point shots. You got to the rim on three, but right. you got fouled on. Two. Right. So we like mm-hmm. it. You know, she can hit free throws. That that's what you want. You want to. She's doing a great job, right? So as we're saying this, we're just saying, I'm thinking about tournament time. Right, because, right, right. again, no questions about what Nebraska's floor is. This is a solid team, right? right. You're, you're not worried about it. But Nebraska has to find a way to take that next step. Right, and that's what is going to be huge. And uh, But anyways, still, the maturity and uh, the ability to overcome some obstacles that, you know, look, every in the Big Ten, everybody knows about Caitlin Clark um, in Indiana. Those mm-hmm. are two bell of the balls, right? They're going to they're on a collision course to meet in the championship game. But when you think about uh, everybody else and what you have to do to be successful to get to into the tournament, have a good showing in the uh, Big Ten tournament, first and foremost, you have to try to you have to plan, you have to win, and you have to have like I always say, like your ace in in, in your pocket, right? Mm-hmm. And it can't be guesstimation. You got to have your plan B, your plan C, and I always say your red alert plan. Because you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to lean on what we talked about a time or two to win that game mm-hmm. or win a game, and that's what you want because you want to be able to gut those games out. But they did a good job last night of being dominant, and that's and that's very hard to do in the Big Ten. Now on to the men. I'm sure it's been been covered over the coals, right? And. You know, I, I think that the biggest thing, obviously, it comes in the rebounds, right? And obviously, when you think of offensive rebounds, and I always view rebounding as more of a want-to thing. I look at it like mm-hmm. tackling, right? You see a team that have a lot of missed tackles, unless you're Eagles. out there. <coughs> the what? Eagles. Yes, <coughs> the Eagles. The Eagles. It is a want-to thing. There is detail to it, because you got to be able to anticipate, and you know on a longer shot, you're you're going to be more or less tagging and, and, and chasing the ball versus, a you know, a higher arcing shot you're you got to move somebody off the block right um i think uh gary going down i think it it hurt because even though he's six 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 seven he gives you a physical rebounder inside right and then alec fouling out um you know hurt as well so that there goes your size and then you know you got blaze keita who's essentially been on injured reserve so you know, that's but that's where you need your guards to come in and mm-hmm. rebound, right? You got to take a page out of J- Jazz Shelley's book. And so there's no way in the world Fred, Fred Horberg would tell you that you, you need to get out-rebounded offensive rebounds 25 to 11. I mean, we need more defensive rebounds. You got to out-rebound, out-rebounded by 14. 
that's your offensive rebounds right there. You essentially, you know, defensive rebounds were even. One or two extra defensive rebounds, you win that game mm-hmm. because they got were getting they were they started to really really body blow you, either in putbacks. They had a couple crazy you know putbacks that ended up being three point plays or potential three point plays, but that gave them confidence. Essentially, mm-hmm. what Rutgers does right is they'll shoot the shots that they get, but they feel like they can play enough junk physical scrappy basketball to take you way out of your game and you can't play like them. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to be almost overly patient. You have to be almost overly detailed. You have to kill them with the the details, mm-hmm. right? You got to be crisp on your back, back cuts. You got to be really crisp on your picks. You got to be, you got to play or probably play with a little bit more spacing. Because they want to junk you up. In the, they want you to go to the rim and they want to challenge every shot. They want to get it off the backboard, get it up the sideline, and just jam it down your throat. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where Nebraska ran out, ran, got a little bit out of their sorts. And you saw that the last, correct me if I'm wrong, minute and a half of the game. Right? Yeah. Two minutes of the regular. regular. Yeah. Right? Yeah. K-State's yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the shot you take at home. Right. That, see, and that's a learning experience. Right. That's a shot that's okay that you're okay with at home. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know the the depth percent. You don't shoot that shot on the on the road. Not in a game that tight, right? And you ain't been hitting, right? And it was seventeen or eighteen seconds left in the shot clock, mm-hmm. right? Um, the last you know side out of bounds play there, and I felt like the loss of Gary, the loss of Josiah Alec really really wore wore them out in overtime and that's where Rutgers was able to pull away um and then even you know people was like oh well, why didn't they you know run to some sort of zone well you don't have any size <laughs> right you know and so you needed to, maybe you could say you could increase the ball ball pressure or something like that um but I think the learning lesson for this team when you look at the way that they shot is even Steven you felt like going into the game um Nebraska's a better shooting team Rutgers the way that they played kind of just got, body blowed you, right? Like, mm-hmm. and and you shot, you know, less less a percentage for than them from both the three and and two pointer, and then you got out out got rebound out rebounded. So that's where you you know the wins and losses come from with them because the turnovers were the same, fouls were, uh, well Nebraska was way more fouls obviously, mm-hmm. um, and so I think they just need to go back and look at this tape and really see those last probably five minutes where they lost kind of total control of that game. Which is weird because this is, again, a veteran team that that I think is the strategy, right? Play teams even for 35 minutes and, and dominate the last minute before the U4 and close, right? Find ways to do that. But that's what was disappointing to me, Jay, was seeing the veterans not make the veteran plays, but also not just at the end of the game, right? Nebraska went six and a half minutes without a field goal in the first half. Right. That's a problem. I yeah. thought we were over that crap. <laughs> they were right. That's why you'll get rank mass to dump it yeah. down to him in the low post. But Amori, you know, didn't just take his lunch, ate it, and, and then took his second lunch too. Then yeah. his friend, you know, down the table bought him because he felt bad. And then the second half, you go another nine minutes without a field goal. Yeah. But you're not really getting to the free throw line at any consistent rate. You're settling for some shots. But like you're saying, it shouldn't even matter. Like Rutgers allows 64 points a game. You put up 69 in regulation. Okay. You're feeling pretty good about yourself. You score 82 on Rutgers. Yeah. There's no way you should lose that game. The the thing that I'm seeing become a trend 
is opposing teams shooting so well from three against Nebraska. Right. Even in beating Purdue, they shot darn near 40% yeah. from three. Wisconsin yeah. brings a guy off the bench who played two minutes the previous game, kind of in the doghouse. He hits four. Right. Iowa has your boy Dix and Sanford right. go off, you know, hit a season high in threes. And now Rutgers shoots 29% from three on the season. They hit 38. you for 38% yeah. on 11 makes, right? Something's going wrong there yeah. with the perimeter defense, the communication rotations that has to be solved because Nebraska, again, putting up 82 points against Rutgers. Holy smokes. You should win that game every time. 99 out of hundred times. Right. I think, I think what they need to, I think it's just a little bit off in rotations. Um, you know, did, did CJ Wilcher, did he, did he get hurt a little bit? Cause I couldn't tell. Yeah. Because he only played, you know, 18 minutes. And so, you know, you got to get happy and healthy, you know, first and foremost. And then some of the younger guys that are playing, right? Whether it's Rice, um, I guess you could say even Josiah Alec. He's not young to play in college basketball, but young in this system. You need a little bit more out of Jamarcus Lawrence, man. I mean, we're waiting for a consistent game. I know he had seven points, five assists, and six rebounds. But, bro, he's too talented to go 0 for 5 from 3. In a homecoming. And uh, yeah, I don't care where it's at. I just think that I I think he's too good of a player to not be able to make a three. So you got to mm -hmm. find a way to to you got to go back and look and see see that when he went on that run last year, when it was like 10, 15, whatever the mm -hmm. what it was, get him into those sets. And those are the ones that were if you need a bucket because I think with his talent, he can get to the rack. Case can get to the rack, but it's like at let's like the second or third run at a play right mm -hmm. he's gonna he, once he gets an angle on you you can kind of you know snake his way in there and then you got uh williams i think where he's the he's a sam greasel but with a little bit better mid-range outside shot but they try to go to it but he, I, he needs to just welcome that where you're the big guard okay we need a shot okay we're gonna run a set get it to you on the wing and then we're just gonna back you down and with a mismatch that's where mm -hmm. Sam Greasel was so good, where they, it was it was a run stopper. Like mm -hmm. a team would go on a run, say say an 8-2 eight, eight, run. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, all right, let's get it in there. Let's do it. You know, and now, granted, you had Derek Walker, and they played well off each other. Um, you know, you know, Rick Mass just had a little bit of off game. It wasn't, you know, on purpose. It wasn't from a lack of effort. Just, hey, look, dude, that's a big dude that you got to deal with. He beat you up, mm -hmm. and he was, he was pulling – in this case, we'll do the analogy since we're looking at the snow. He was pulling the sled both ways. He was, mm -hmm. he was It's heavy on defense because that dude wears you out because he leans on you. He's big. He's active. He's kind of like one of those dudes that even if he doesn't get the rebound, he hits you. Right. If you watch him, mm -hmm. right? Even like when he got the one foul uh, that he picked up, he missed the shot. He was trying to steal it from one of our guards. Mm -hmm. He is a just a physical, active player. So he's wearing you out on the defensive mm -hmm. side. And then offensively, what Rutgers do, does is they play like this, and then they have you take shots that are the easy. Like, the last two games, this is what I've seen from Nebraska, and I'm sure the coaching staff is saying it too, but they, they're experts, right? This is just my opinion. I feel like a majority of the shots Nebraska has been getting early into the, the play clock shots they could get very early. That means one pass shot. You know, I call it very early. Is just Get over half court, Austin, between the legs, you can get that shot. Seven seconds or less sun stuff. Right. And then at 18, right? Mm -hmm. So so 35 to, say, 28, they can get it. 28 to 18, they can get it. 
and they can get it from 18 to eight. Mm-hmm. Right. So don't fall into the trap. Don't take the cheese. They don't take the shots that you know you can get at any point in time. Mm-hmm. Because the more you make Rutgers play defense, the less they will play defense. Even if they're a defensive oriented team. But the, yeah, you know yeah, why they're even de- if- because they like here's here's the thing that and this isn't football too. Everybody likes to play defense or offense when you're playing the way you want to play. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Of course, take the turn. Right. Who wouldn't like? I'd like to guard Michael Jordan, come down there and and (laughs) BJ Armstrong. Yeah, I I got you locked up. Mm -hmm. But do I want to play Michael Jordan late in the shot clock and he's backing me down? It's about to fade it off, fade it off me. Yeah, I hope Strick's listening. Oh, you you'd rather play MJ than LeBron, though, right? No, because (laughs) here's what Strick Strick don't want LeBron coming right down that that middle of that lane. He's going to end up like your boy Jason Terry. Stricky going to make them business decisions. Yeah, he's going to be about it. It's talking about he don't want to be a poster. (laughs) So that's where I think you just got to reshape it. And if Gary's out for a little while, then guys have got to step up. They have the whether it's Rice, where it's more from Williams, where it's mm-hmm. to continue to ride CJ Wilcher, where it's to maybe open, you know, uh, Sam Horberg to be the true point guard, Jamarcus Lawrence and Sam Horberg, right? Then Casey, you pick your shots, and then down the stretch, we need you to need you to be the, you know, the long distance sniper, the play creator, late in the playcock because he mm-hmm. has that. Casey has that playmaking ability because of his three-on-three experience and playing, you know, mm-hmm. at, at that type of level because that's what you're doing. You're Because mm-hmm. three-on-three is going to equate to where he's going to end up in the second or third rotation of a, of a set. Mm-hmm. So I think if they kind of take a, you know, take a deep breath, sit back, realize Rutgers brought it to us. We need to, we needed to match their force. Okay, that's on us. But let's look at it, what, how we gave that game to them. We can't really say offense as, me, as much as we're saying no. it, right? Mm-hmm. So defensively, let's really get into the details of our ro- rotations. Now, what's really going to have to be really good is, and this might have been it, Austin, with Gary going out, guys that might have had to been in different positions, mm-hmm. right? That's not really an excuse. Okay, we're in the middle of the season. Right. Figure it out. Because if I'm going to be a wing defender – I better know what the post and high post and backside guy does because that that's going to let me know how I can defend whether mm-hmm. I'm guarding a shooter, driver, combo guy, or if I'm a guy that likes to move without the ball. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I think if they just get back to it, they'll be just fine. And they got enough firepower, obviously, to continue to score. I busted out the Aaron Rodgers R-E-L-A-X today. Yeah. That's what I did, right? I saw a lot of freaking out on Twitter last night about, you know, how many teams beat the number one overall team, you know, in the AP poll and then miss the NCAA tournament. There's no time for that conversation yet. You have a lot of good opportunities left on the schedule. It's only a two-game losing streak. You don't feel good about either one of them, but things are fine. Plenty to clean up. Don't Joel get me Roddick, wrong. Joe Roddick on here, but oh, he, he, he's salty. He said he's done with Hoiberg. Uh, unknown oh, uh, texter 54-52 says, allow Darian Wright to run the offense. Uh, to open. Oh, okay, that's the women. Yeah, And mm-hmm. I do. I like that, though. Sure. Because I think mm-hmm. if you can take, uh, this is in reference to, uh, the women's basketball team, if uh, Darian White runs the team, it allows Jazz Shelley to become a little bit, and it gives her a break, yes. right? And mm-hmm. I think Jazz Shelley is very effective if you don't know where she's at. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's because now she can, instead of knowing where she's at, she can set it up to get where she wants to go. And that's mm-hmm. just that's just like a little thing that you can work on in practice. Um, also, last unknown texter before we go to a break is uh, 5703. He says, I also felt that we sure got a lot of calls against us in the paint. 
playing defense the last sec- uh, this uh, last half of the second half. That is correct. There was a foul when Rink Mass literally, I think he might have jumped like two inches off of there and went straight up. It, it looked like a predetermined call. And this is why I'll tell you texters out there, and this is nothing against the, against the refs. This is just human nature and how um, refs ref. A lot of times these refs ref the game as they would like it to be called as if they were playing. Mm-hmm. So if you see a ref that's very technical, that's how they like to play. And that's how they, they, they're going to ref. If you see a ref that lets it kind of go, then that's what they're used to seeing. So you have to adjust to the refs, but you also have to talk to the refs, not talk at the refs. Have the conversation with them. Your captain, right? What do you like? And okay, so if I'm so if I'm a defender, post defender, and we're going against him, I'm trying to just be solid, body him up. What do I need to do to stay out of foul trouble? What do I need to do to get a call? Right, it goes both ways. Yeah, so we shall see, and. um you get that too. We got the weather. I got it. Yeah, yep. we got the emergency weather alert, man. But we're out here working, Jay. Yeah, we're out here working. Are we going to shut this thing down? No. Yeah, we need. Hey, we need an Uber down here. We can't get home. <laughs> Anyways, old school. We're going to come back. Get to your text, Jay Foreman, Austin Norman. We'll be right back. Watch old school live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old school with DP and Jay on ninety three seven The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.